What's up, everybody? It's Erin from F The Office, where we talk to freelancers about why they got the F out of the office and into that laptop life. This week, we're talking to Elizabeth Dunn, who's the co-founder of Two Desks Limited. It's a creative services company specializing in graphic and web design. But we're not only talking about how Elizabeth launched one of the first VA companies in the entire UK, but she's also going to share her secret weapon for growth. And you're not going to want to miss this one. happy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. You are very welcome. It is my distinct pleasure. All right. So the first question that everybody wants to know is what made you say F the office? Well, actually, um, one, a very large global investment bank, uh, told me to, uh, that I was going to F their office. I was made <laughs> redundant. Um, I used to work in firm management in a really large global investment bank and I was made redundant. And instead, I had always, probably for the last six months before the chop, and the chop happened every year. It wasn't like I was targeted. I was just a number on a spreadsheet. So I wasn't offended by being made redundant at all. And in some ways, it actually gave me an exit um, strategy that I didn't have from a really horrible two and a half hour commute um, each day on a train because I was trying to live in live in Peterborough, which is north of London, and I was commuting to London every day, and it was 90 minutes each way. That is a slog. And I, but I had the London, you know, salaries in the city are, are known to be much larger and more robust, so it was great. I had a London salary and a Peterborough lifestyle, but to do that, I sold my soul on a train for two and a half hours a day. And it was okay, but I didn't know how to get out of the cycle. So actually being made redundant broke that chain for me. And it was probably, I think a lot of people who are made redundant in hindsight say it. it. It was a very important step for me that I'm very glad happened. But when I went to go look for a job and, you know, the after you, you get the redundancy payout and you enjoy a couple of months of no responsibility, you think, right, I okay, the next thing I do is I go and get a job again. That's what people do until you get to retire. Exactly, exactly. And I knew that I didn't want to go back to what I was doing. I knew that the, the availability of what I do, which is assistant, uh, very high level assistant work and graphic design and, and whatever it is that I do, I knew that the pool of jobs in my local area would likely be small and definitely I would have to take a pay cut. So I'd been speaking to a friend of mine at the firm. For months, we would moan about how we wished we could do what we did, but from home. And we jokingly said, right, we're going to start admin for you and it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And then when I was made redundant, I actually got a call from an old boss and he said, do you, do you have a job? And I said, no. And he said, well, I, I need to work with somebody on this project, but I don't have an office and I don't have a staff and I don't want either of those things. I need somebody part time. And this was like back in 2012. So this was before being a hashtag virtual assistant was a thing. And I said, well, how are we going to make it work? And, blah, 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 blah. and we thought, fuck it. We'll just try it, right? Feel free to edit out the fuck it. Nope, keep um, it in. Awesome. Um, and so we started kind of deciding how laying ground rules, how we were going to work together. And lo and behold, it, it, it worked. And then, you know, within two or three years, we had a team and it was a proper company. We paid tax. And I mean, it was like a real bricks and mortar company, but without the bricks and mortar that we had built when it was still a really novel concept. So what made me say F the office 
I kind of stumbled into it. I never thought when I was made redundant or when I had a job break or a gap, I never thought I would end up doing what I do now in the capacity that I do it. Um, it, it just, I just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of happened. And that, I think that's incredible. And I think it's incredible that you guys, even before this remote work became this popular catchphrase and it was something yeah. that to do, that, that you guys were pioneering this movement of let's work together, but let's do it from home in this new way. And then it just took off. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, we were one of the first virtual assistant teams in the UK back in 2013 before, I mean, there are still some big, and there still are some very big corporate players in, in the field. But, you know, when you Googled virtual assistant, it would maybe give you some listings for Siri uh, or, you know, uh, Alexa didn't really exist back then. Look at me with my cane and walker. But, uh, yeah, it, was, it was kind of before remote working became mm. a thing. And I'm so grateful to have, you know, I'd like to think that by building a team, I, I, I enabled other people to make the break and stuff. And it, it's been a complete game changer for me uh, personally and, and for the people that I work with. Well, okay. So I've got so many questions for you, but I think the most interesting one moving forward, I'm just curious. So you're you're freelancing now, brand new, 2012. This is all kind of a new thing. What were people's reactions to them? When you either, when you looked for new clients, like it was so new, how did you guys go forth with finding those clients, with, with telling them what you do, that you work virtually, with getting them on board with this kind of new way to work? Well, do you know, I was really lucky because I started working, um, like I said, with an old client on a project and then that grew actually completely unrelated to the project into the company, uh, the virtual assistant company. And we grew our client base actually by referral. So people knew my work before they knew me. And because they wanted my work, they didn't really care how I delivered it. And actually, most of the people that I was introduced to and who became clients and therefore told more people, they tell two friends, they tell two friends, um, they didn't have offices. They didn't want an assistant sitting outside nowhere, wasting time, paying a salary that they weren't getting. So they were so on board with it that it made it really easy to go, we have this concept and they went, that's exactly what I want. Mm. And then they would tell their friends, well, I've got an assistant, but I don't have to look at them all the time. You should try it. So we were really fortunate in, the, in that we had so much word of mouth marketing. And by the time we actually had more than one assistant or two assistants on staff, when we actually had a proper team, by that point, remote working and virtual assisting mm. was a thing. But we were able to kind of then jump on the whole social media marketing with virtual assisting and people knew more what it was. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, it was all word of mouth referral. I've got this, you should do this too. And then by the time it kind of came to really selling, mm -hmm. people really, uh, they knew what it was. So, and either they thought it was a great idea, easy sell, yep. or they needed a little bit of convincing and, uh, I, it, honestly, I, I, I never really had to convince people too hard. So it was, it was nice. I love that. I think not only does that speak to your work, which is amazing, but uh, you've said something that reminds me of this great quote called being different is better than being better. And it's interesting. there's the fear. So you guys were doing something different and you filled this niche that nobody else had done before. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that any single freelancer, whoever's listening, whatever you do and whatever you freelance in, that's a lesson that we can all learn is being different is better than being better. So find that thing that's lacking and then fill that need. And I think that's a great way. 
I think I think it really holds true for virtual assistants. I think that holds true for any kind of freelance work. You know, if you don't realize that there are a million of you out in the world, and if you don't realize that, uh, just go on Fiverr and search what you do and see what you're up against for rates. There has to be something that sets you apart. And for me, it's my quirky personality, my outspoken Americanness. It's the fact that I talk about underpants and food a lot. <laughs> but I also find being a freelancer, I can pick and choose who I work with, thinking about it. You know, it's not just about finding the work. It's about finding the work that works for you. Yes. So I might go, there's a juicy project over here, but quite frankly, don't really want to do it. And I might go, but this person knows me. They know my work. They know my personality. I work well with them. I will always choose that work. Okay. So being different and being appreciated for being different, it's fed my, uh, you know, I'm now in my second business. Uh, that makes me feel very grown up and mature. <laughs> and the thing that sets both of those businesses apart is the, is personality. So um, I, I couldn't agree with you more about being different. And, and I think it's important to realize that you're a number until you appreciate or, and embrace. Why should somebody buy from you? Why and, should somebody use you? And that's something that I know our audience struggles with a lot. But, you know, I think it is important to remember it, you are a number. There's always going to be somebody better and faster and cheaper than you. So you need to find that thing that makes you different, that sets you apart. And I love that you mentioned specifically your glowing personality. <laughs> and, I, and I say that sincerely. And I say that because I realized early on in my freelance career, and I don't know if this happened to you, but I made a huge mistake. So uh, when I first said, fuck the office, and I started freelancing, I was all business all the time. And I, I was almost afraid to invest in myself and let my personality shine. And by doing that, I feel like I inadvertently alienated a lot of clients because I didn't give them a chance to know me. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a chance to, to like me, dare I be so bold to say, or trust me because they didn't know my personality. And, uh, and I had a pretty high client turnover rate. And it wasn't until I finally started opening up my personality, being a little more open, that, that now I've enjoyed the same clients for three, four years. Mm -hmm. But I think personality plays a big part in that. I don't know if you feel the same way with your clients. Do you have long-term clients? Yes. I do. Um, so my business at the moment uh, is basically split a bit wonkily. And we've, our business has really pivoted lately. So we do a lot of what we term creative support. And that's graphic web design and social media management. And I would say roughly 70% of our business now, we started in January. And since January it's now taking up 60, 65% of our business, I would estimate. And I am bad at estimating, so just know these facts may not be true. But we have a core uh, group of clients that came with us from the other company uh, that we've been working with for four and five years. And they are the right-hand, left-brain support clients that we, we order their groceries, we look after their coaching practices, we love them as people and really genuinely want to enable them to succeed. I'm not saying we don't with the design clients, but that's kind of different because that's project work. This is 24 seven. I'm on, my tire is flat. Can you call my wife support? Mm -hmm. And for that kind of support, we actually, like I said, we took, we, we've been working with the same clients on that side for five years almost. And I think 
the entire reason for that, and that, those are my relationships. There are two of us in the business, but the EA stuff is all mine because that's what I do. And I credit my personality and openness with all of my client relationships. I have never been a shy person. And I've always, I, uh, but I am the asshole who goes too far to make a joke. And that's not <laughs> helpful in meetings. And some people love me and think I'm hilarious. And some people don't like me and I'm cool with that. And I'm not, bit, I'm not like, well, if they don't like me, they can ram it. I'm not like that at all. I, I get it. Like, I'm like, I get it. I'm not, uh, you know what? I'm old enough now to know it, we can work together and you don't have to like me. And I can tone it down because I know you don't like me. And I think, but because with our new company, our ethos is we only work with people that we like. And I've fired clients before. And who gets fired by secretary, right? Such an alien concept doesn't go well. And, and I think you said, you know, I, that was me paying for a mistake. I ignored some red flags that I should have known better. And, um, and I've had to do that a, a couple of times. But it's definitely my personality that, you know, it's funny because I think I'm so flawed, but I am very open with clients and it builds the trust you need to do what we do very well and efficiently letting your personality hang out a bit. And I'm not saying bombarding them with pictures of your kids or what you had for lunch, but letting them know that you're human. It's so easy when you work remotely to, you know, I had a client once give me a glowing testimonial that I'm like Siri, a, a real life Siri. And I loved that. But in the, at the same time, I kind of thought, oh my God, you really do think I'm a robot. You know? Because all of my responses are usually typed. And, and you don't know that I had to run back to my computer at 1030 at night to find your passport number because you needed it. And I was like one foot in the bath and now I'm mad that I, they don't know any of that stuff. And I just think by not kind of going, I've got one foot in the bath. Yes, I'll go get it for you. And letting them know, you know, it's, it's midnight. So I don't feel bad saying I'm half asleep. I will go get that for you. Give me five seconds kind of thing. Yes. So by letting my personality shine through, I've allowed them to see that I am not a robot and that I have feelings. I don't overly burden them uh, because that sucks. But I think it's really important, uh, especially from the trust perspective, to, to build that rapport. And the easiest way to build rapport is just to be yourself because you can't mess it up. I love that. Be yourself because you can't mess it up. And Yes, I 1000% agree that you need to let your people know that you're not a robot. You're not some anonymous robot behind a laptop. You're a person. And Especially if you work quickly and you work efficiently and they go, here, I need this. And you go, ba bam, there's your passport number. Or ba bam, there you go. There's that proposal. Boom, there you go. And you're on fire. Well, then they think you always work at that pace and with, with that. So just kind of reminding them every now and again that, you know, hey, you want to hear a joke? I heard a funny joke today. There's a lot of mileage in that. I love that. I love that. And you are throwing out so many gems for all freelancers. There's a double-edged sword. If you're this very efficient person, it does feel like you're a bit of a robot. And they do maybe come to expect you to perform at the same level every single time. So inject that personality. Show them that you're a real living, breathing person behind that. Behind There's that. no shame in somebody. I mean, I, I know is not my default. So if somebody pings me because they're in Hong Kong and have forgotten that there's a time difference, because you know, half a globe away, you would forget. You spent flight, so why wouldn't there be a time difference? But if, if you ping me at three o'clock in the morning and I can help you, 
course I'm going to help you. And, 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 and them knowing that it's a very safe pair of hands because it's human. But if, if I need them to know I have kids and I can't do this because I have kids, they need to know that too. Because more than likely they have kids. And then they'll wreck, okay, oh, okay, so we just work. The more you know, the easier it is to work with somebody. I love that. I love that. And I think that's a perfect thing to, to wrap up this conversation. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Um, a little bit random. The last question we always ask everybody. Okay. Just curious. What are the three tools? Because we all work virtually. What are the three things that you cannot live and function without? Basecamp. Love it. G Suite. Love it. The Adobe Creative Cloud uh, Suite. Because oh. obviously being a designer, it makes, uh, I mean, it has benefits for non-designers as well. Things you can do with PDFs and InDesign and, and stuff like that. So yes, those are my three things that I absolutely could not function without. And coffee. Oh, and coffee is an absolute must. Yes. And That's <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. And where can we find you? Where can we find two desks? So at the moment, Two Desks is a bit of a sad state of affairs in that we've been so, it's such a cliche, we've been so busy with client work, darling, that we haven't had a chance to make our, so basically we haven't put our own oxygen masks on yet. And I'll admit it to the internet, so there you go. You can't find us on the web just yet. You can email me at elizabeth at twodesks.co, or you can find me on Twitter at geek underscore assistant. Love it. And for everyone listening, this is where we met through Twitter, and Elizabeth is genuinely one of the funniest people on Twitter right now. So if you're not following her, you're missing out. So I'm excited. <laughs>Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast and sign up at ftheoffice.com for more weekly tips and tools.